You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Lori Leffer. Father David Richter and Luke Demers. And we are bringing you Real Presence Live from Minot, North Dakota at St. John's the Apostle. And uh, today we have just got uh, completed speaking with Jerry Leach, Executive Director, Jail Chaplain. And uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, with the podcast, if you go on to Real Presence Live um, by via app or through the computer, uh, there will be a link there that you can uh, link in and hear testimonies from those that have been in jail and have gone through um, the, the ministry that they have and what their experiences are. And uh, Father and Luke, you know, like, we, like we've been saying, God weaves everything together yes. through life, our life experiences. And Father, we're going to do Lexio Divina to weave it a little bit more. Yes, yes. Uh, the ancient uh, tradition of the holy reading. Uh, Lexio Divina is Latin for holy reading or divine reading. And so uh, we invited uh, Luke to join us to kind of go through and talk about Lexio Divina and maybe try to do a little bit of it. Um, the, the, the reality of, of praying with the scriptures and in the last segment right now, Lexio is me being with God, focusing on his goodness and what he wants for me. Uh, also in this season of Lent, it's not just isolated individualism, but also community uh, praying together and journeying together, which that last segment uh, we'll talk about. So it's a nice kind of full picture uh, of mm-hmm. of using the scripture, our, our different practices that we do during Lent, um, that sometimes we can fall into things I used to, of, of it being like a New Year's resolution of what can I do for myself, and it's not really focused on me or God or others, and so mm-hmm. we want to make sure that it's not just uh, individualized. But this part is really us taking ourselves and being with God and being comfortable with that. So, so there's there's traditionally four key parts to lexio divina. Uh, the 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 first part is is kind of a preparation uh, where we become aware of what's on our hearts, uh, coming before God, uh, getting the stuff out of the way and putting it in His hands, and then. Um, being comfortable, having our Bible, and, and having a passage that we're going to read, uh, do holy reading, um, praying with it. And so that's the first step. And then, and then we read it, and we usually read it through once, more a normal pace. Then we slow it down, and we do it trying to be aware of where our heart moves when we read it. And so then we may read it three or four times. And if we find phrases or words that really kind of are stirring in us, we really focus on that and try to be aware uh, uh, and meditate on what God is wanting to tell us. And and then we um, have the or, oratio or to relate 
to relate what's uh, going on there to God. Um, it's praying or, or asking him to help us. And then it's done in faith so that after we relate what we feel and need to to God, then we believe that he's going to do what he knows is best and we receive that. We allow him to draw us into his love and his plan. So preparation, lexio, meditatio, oratio, and then complatio, contemplation. So that's what those words are. Many of you have heard them before, but those are the Latin uh, words for um, lexio divina. So with that, um, we were... Uh, before I, we start reading, just ask if, uh, Luke, if you have any, anything you want to add to what I said, um, elaborate a little bit more, or any questions that we want to go over before we begin. Sure. Yeah, Lexio Divina is a great ancient prayer of the church, um, and it became known to me when uh, I was at the University of Mary, and even further when I entered seminary. I was in seminary for two years, and through Lexio Divina, um, I was actually able to, God called me out of the seminary um, to pursue marriage and family life. And as Father said, there's these steps of Lexio. However, it's not like you don't have to go through, like, through a checklist, like, okay, I'm here in the place, posture, I'm praying Lexio now, reading it. God can move you through any of the steps. He could throw you right into contemplatio and you could spend, if you have a half an hour prayer, you could just be in contemplation, contemplating what God, like just resting in God's presence the whole time in prayer. And that's perfectly fine. So it's not a checklist. It's an encounter with God. Um, it's relationship as Father Richter um, really stresses a lot, which is yeah. exactly what um, God wants us to be as relational with him. Yeah, a, a, a real silly analogy that I would use to kind of describe what you just said. Um, I, I, I cook a little bit. Um, I usually don't follow recipes, but when I'm following a recipe, I'm constantly checking, uh, did I do it right? Is it the right amount? And, and um, this Lexio Divina, instead of being a recipe, is like going to mom's house and she cooks the food. You smell the great odor. You get to eat it. You're not focused on all those steps. And it's really, uh, really being nourished by God. And he's the one in charge. And, and these exactly. are just the ways of how he works. And to be familiar with them, you know, is helpful to read that beforehand. Right? Yep. Yeah. Very yep. good. Very good. Okay, we are going to take a quick break, but before that, I'm going to let you know that we are going to read Matthew chapter 21. We'll start at verse 33. So if you want to all go out and uh, grab your Bible or look it up on your tablet or your iPad or computer or phone, um, again, that's the gospel reading from Matthew chapter 21. We'll start at verse 33, and we'll be right back after this to lead you through. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Yeah, I've been listening to Catholic Radio <clears throat> starting out in Seattle, uh, Sacred Heart Radio. Had a had a long commute and, you know, searching through the stations kind of came up upon Catholic Radio and you know, people were asking a lot of questions that I had and I was able to kind of passively listen to all the different responses and ponder those and kind of carry on a conversation with the radio in my car and and then proceed to look things up further as I as I learned about it. So so I have a lot of favorites, um, did a lot for me in my life and continues to um, really like Catholic Answers and all the uh, different themed hours they have where people can call in and ask virtually anything, um, like Crest in the Afternoon, getting that uh, Catholic perspective um, on the on the news for the day and all that's going on, um, you know, and I, I could go on and on uh, like all the programs. You're invited to join Real Presence Radio for our 2021 banquet. Trent Horn will be the keynote speaker, and he will share his story of conversion and how he loves to teach Catholics to graciously and persuasively engage those who disagree with them. Join us in Duluth Tuesday, March 9th. For more information or to register, go to realpresenceradio.com or email jessica at realpresenceradio.com. We will be following all Minnesota Department of Health safety guidelines for social events. We hope to see you there. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. This is Father David Richter, Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting from St. John the Apostle Catholic Church in Minot. I'm joined with Luke Demers, Lori Leffer, and uh, we're going we're gonna to try to... Do a simulated Lexio Divina with the gospel for today. Matthew chapter 21, 33 to 43 and 45 and 46 are the verses. So if you're joining us, we're going to read through it. I'm going to read through it slowly. Uh, my two partners here are going to really listen and, and meditate and, and uh, we'll do a little sharing of of uh, what happens uh, as we pray uh, do this holy prayer with the scriptures and I'd invite you who are listening or have a if you don't have a, a Bible in front of you that's fine because you can listen and, and and let the word speak to you so uh, let us begin Laurie and Luke so the gospel of Matthew Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people hear another parable There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed. 
a third they stoned. Again he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally he sent his son to them, thinking, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they knew that he was speaking about them. And although they were attempting to arrest him, they feared the crowds for they regarded him as a prophet. So Luke and Lori, was there any phrase or word that jumped out at you or stirred your heart? Yeah, there's a lot of imagery of um, seeing and hearing. Um, and I was just... Those words um, stuck out to me when they would they saw the sun, um, and then at the end there when Jesus was saying uh, the priests and the Pharisees heard his parables. Um, I can't really describe how that was affecting my heart mm-hmm. truly, um, exactly. I'd have to right. talk with the Lord a little bit about that. But if I was um, entering into um, some more reflexio, I would um, go in more of a conversation with the Lord. Like, what kind of imagery was going mm-hmm. with the seeing? Um, what, what would you like me to see here, Lord? Like, what would you like me to hear in this moment? And then I'd probably read through it a couple more times around those certain phrases. And if anything more would come about, I would have a relation, um, a conversation with the Lord, um, what he would like me to see and hear. Yes. Mm. And for me, too, this is a very um, image-related reading. Um, <clears throat> I definitely received the, the planting, the digging, the build. And, and then the cornerstone, you have to move the soil, level things, to place a cornerstone to build that building, to build whatever you're going to build. You need um, a base. You need that cornerstone. So the cornerstone is very important, but then the process of getting there is what stuck out to me. And then with the um, the uh, tenants seizing, they're not faith-filled. They're not, you know, that, that struck me. So it's like, 
okay, I have to go back, and I'd like to journey with the Lord again, and read this, and, okay, what part, Lord, what part is the main focus here? What really do you want me to see with this, that cornerstone, putting the process of putting that cornerstone there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was reading it. So sometimes reading it um, doesn't allow one to focus as well. But yes. I, 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 growing up on the farm, that, that beginning just sounds enjoyable, um, straightforward. Mm-hmm. You're making a vineyard. And this, this sounds like just this great story. And then all of a sudden it's a shock. Like, you know, it, it was set up for a happy story that he would ask for his produce and mm-hmm. they would give generously. And, and so it, it really jumped out. Okay, this is the story of salvation history. Yes. It's the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And everything that happened after that was people mm-hmm. being selfish and then... And then it took me to Lent. Okay, I had a good plan. I'm going to do all this. And then, you know, not that long after Lent started, I get mad at somebody mm-hmm. or blame somebody for something that that wasn't their fault. It, 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 and it's the story of my life. Mm-hmm. I know what I want to do. I want to do the good. Yeah. But there's all these things, whether it's envy, whether it's greed, whether it's whatever those mm-hmm. things are in my life that I need the Lord to heal. Yes. And he wants to do that. Yeah. And then the last thing that just always, every time I read this, <laughs> they came to see that he was speaking to them. I always think they say that the, the next thing would be, so they got on their knees and, be- and begged God to forgive them. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what happened when Peter preached his first homily. And he laid out that they killed the Lord of life. And they said, brothers, what must we do? Yes. <laughs> and that doesn't happen in here. And a lot of times in my life, it doesn't happen. Too. Yeah. And you know, Father, with you saying that, um, one of the imageries and one of the speaking points that come to me when we get to this point in Lent and we have this reading in the past when I've done Lexu Divina is the cornerstone. I see Jesus kneeling or laying against a huge stone in the garden and and he is um, he's the one. He's the one. He's the son. And the the disciples are there. They're falling asleep. He talks to them. He's talking to us. Mm -hmm. Can you not be with me? I need you. Mm -hmm. And and then it walks me through my life. Mm -hmm. And I want to cry. Because how many times, how many times did I not see? How many times did I reject? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how can I bring glory to build this again, to right. make that cornerstone, to not, to hold on to that cornerstone and to keep mm-hmm. building, to reach out for the cross and not let it go. Yeah. As a priest, um, and what the last segment I think we'll touch on a little bit too, um, it's easy for us to find where we failed. Mm-hmm. 
And we can get caught in the trap of just focusing on our failure instead of the good news is yes, on your own, you're miserable, but you have a savior that wants to give you new life to pull us out of that death into life. Mm. And so it's a process just like grieving. If we get stuck in sorrow or denial, we never get to the, the end result of reintegration and new life. Yeah. And, and so, so I, I, I find one of the dangers is I think we need to name that we're broken sinners that need a savior. Um, but most of us know that if we're honest. However, in the gospel, there's some that didn't. <laughs> they didn't want to do anything. But, but we don't need to spend as much time on that mm-hmm. as the solution and the remedy which is found in Christ. And as we know, the start of the church and the start of Christianity was about new life. St. Paul would recount his story but he never wasted weeks and days beating himself up about what he did before. Yep. He spent his life doing what he could do now in yep. God. Yep. So it's a beautiful story if we see the whole picture of it. But it usually starts, it's just like the 30-day retreat. It starts by acknowledging how miserable we are. Yes. But to not for to stop there, but to go to the glory of the resurrection, mm-hmm. the life of God. Christians, remember your dignity. Yeah. 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 So, um, just going to put it out there. Would you want to read the yes. gospel for us a second time? Yes. And now we heard all our sharing. Yeah. Maybe it will draw our hearts closer to a phrase or a Okay. Word. Here we go again. Matthew 21 starting with verse 33. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to the tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time grew, drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants who comes, when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him to the produce at the proper time. Jesus said to them, Did you never read the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. 
When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they knew that he was speaking about them. And although they were attempting to arrest him, they feared the crowds, for they regarded him as a prophet. So now if you're drawing in and imaging more and further being drawn in, for me, this this was now the God is there for me. Jesus is not going to leave me alone. He's always there in everything, in every struggle, every joy. But do not deny him the chance to come to you and do his will. Yeah, and speaking of God's will, um, the phrase that stuck out to me was, by the Lord, this has been done. Um, and how you would think how just it would be just to have them killed by God's mercy. Um, the Lord, in our our minds, we would think it would be just to have them killed. But in God's mercy, he didn't think that. Mm-hmm. Um, that really stuck out to me just in your life, how you assume how things should go with your own will and just to follow God's will. Yeah, he kind of leaves them. Uh, Jesus kind of ignores that about the killing and it just says it's going to be taken away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's That segment is what struck me is they said he will come and give those wretched men a wretched death. Mm-hmm. And and that seems right, but that's absolutely what God doesn't do. Yeah. Instead, he, he, he gives more. He gives mm-hmm. more than what... He gives yeah. more. It's like almost you can look at it and say, is God some fool thinking that, you know, mm-hmm. when you send your son, they're going to accept him? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the wretched can be, can be turned around. Right, right. Just like we um, had in the previous segment with Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're coming to the end of our time here, Father. Yeah. So, so this beautiful way to read the scriptures and to pray with them, um, as you noticed in, in our little time, how many different things kind of stood out and could be applied to our life. And uh, so um, pray the, the, the scriptures with this holy reading of Lexio Divina. Um, do it together. Share and, and come to life and experience God speaking to your heart. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, yeah, Lori. Thank you. Yep, thank you, Father. We're going to break, and uh, we'll see you uh, the next segment.